I need a wrench in my cavity, please. <laughs> I need one more Allen wrench, please. Bigger Allen wrench. Welcome to Love and Brief, a very brief ABDL podcast focused on issues of love. Love for self, mm-hmm. love for others, mm-hmm. love for puppers, yeah. love for friends, yeah. community. Sure. Love for quarantine? I don't love quarantine. Oh, just hand sanitizer pump things full of hand sanitizer pump I can't wait till we can stop love. making that joke. That's going to be so great. Wait, what? The COVID joke? It's just, I mean, it's eventually going to be over, right? Eventually? Maybe? Oh. Uh, let's move on. Okay. Um, welcome back for part two of a very exciting podcast um, episode about aging and uh, ABDL. We have... So much more to talk about we and really so do. little time to do it. So I'm going to let RY introduce our guests and then we're going to hop right in. You bet. I'm Resident Yes here with Road Not Take It. But more importantly, I'm also here with Zorro and Baby Misty. And if you don't know who either of them all, well, sir, you haven't been paying attention or you just didn't listen to the last episode. One of the two. Uh, Zorro is uh, an ABDL fiction author as well as a frequent community organizer and the uh, the creator of the – I'm going to say try and say this right, but the uh, – Complete directory? No, you tell me. Ultimate. Ultimate? <laughs> the ultimate directory of FetLife ABDL groups. It's and on, that's Fet on FetLife. Yeah. 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 Go find it and you you too can find the ABDL group for uh extremely tall narwhals that you've been looking for. Um and we're all also, this time. <laughs> yeah, they, there's thousands of people on that one. Um, also, we're here with Baby Misty, and you may know Baby Misty's voice and wonderful input, both from episode one of this series and from uh, her appearances on the Big Little Podcast, which is when we heard her and decided we needed to get to know her. So, Baby Misty, thanks for joining us as well. This is normally where you say, I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad to be here, completely <laughs> unprompted and spontaneous. Um, actually, she's picking, like, I'm not glad to be here at all. <laughs> picking up on part one, if you're paying attention, so there should be a quiz, right? Um, take out your crayons. But um, I, I hearken back to a really good friend of mine that happens to be um, very well placed in Washington, D.C. He's a real grown up in addition to being a little. And he constantly reminds me that the awesome part of our community is you get exposure to folks that you wouldn't encounter in your everyday life. And that is different gendered, different expressions, different ages. Um, so like the permutations and combinations of ABDL and like the many facets of it that I think is also really empowering when we could be in physical presence in conventions, but you could do that virtually as well. So just reflecting back on the conversation in part one to say what is amazing is you get exposure to um, differently abled folks that are ABDL. You get exposure to folks of all different age spectrums and uh, manifestations of their little or big, regardless of their chronological age. So before we get into maybe the dark side, which is, I think, where we're going, I just wanted to give that positive lining first. Oh, thank you. Thank you for setting us up with like a joy sandwich so we can squeeze the dark stuff in the middle. And then we can have one more joy sandwich at the bottom. Yeah, we, we need another bread. Yeah, but I completely agree. And we've talked about this in, in earlier podcasts, but I can't tell you the number of people that I've met that have I, I never would have met in my life who have wonderful characteristics and features and things to teach me that have nothing to do with ABDL. My life is so much bigger because of my ABDL kink. Okay, there's there's the bread on our joy sandwich. Yeah. R&T, why don't you bring the meat? All right, guys. 
Giggity. <laughs> Guys and gals. Uh, let's talk about the downsides to aging in the community. Can you give us a little bit of your experience? And um, if it doesn't feel like a totally negative experience, please feel free to tell us what you've gained from it as well. But let's just talk about what might be going on in other people, in your heads and in other people's heads who are aging in this community, especially. Since Zorro is my elder, I'll defer to him. <laughs> well done, oh, baby Misty. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> that was a mean-ass judo move, Zorro. Boom. Wow. Go for it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, I've been sitting here for a couple minutes now really trying to think about it, and I, I don't want to give off the impression that, you know— uh, you know uh, th- th- that there haven't th- that there hasn't been a downside there's a downside to everything i i would tend to believe that you take the downside and uh you make something of it uh, i would say uh watching teddycon grow watching that grow i think back to the first year of it and there was a closeness there and there's still a closeness now there's just a closeness with a lot more people and I dare say the granddaddy of them all, Capcom, uh, the first year Capcom uh, was, in, was in existence was 2011, and they had 60 people in attendance. Now, if we think about that now, that's like a house party these days, right? But that was it. And half of those 60 people were the staff. And before long, they were up into the hundreds. And it's still a great event. Like, uh, how many was it this year? They had 13. 1,500 Yeah, just about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the closeness is still there. It's just a different kind of closeness. I I think back to how some of those events started. And that's just two examples. There's plenty out there. But I think back to having the ability to talk to every single person that was there, to get into a conversation with every single person that was there, and how that's probably a little more difficult nowadays. Mm. I don't know. Is 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 that's a downside? It's, yeah, and it's, yeah, we're talking about it's not aging. It's that the community has grown. Yeah, and yeah. I don't want to make that sound like that's a bad thing. So I'll piggyback <laughs> on that with a cautionary tale. Okay. Um, so yes, it's grown in speed, but it also is. Um, it is a. This is your life flashback. So if you've been in this community for a while, you're going to see every partner you've ever had. Um, You're going to see their new partners. Um, So, I mean, the subtext is, and this is a lesson for life, don't be an asshole, because you're going to run into people. (laughs) And you're not only... We're gonna run into them with their new spouse um, yeah. and I think some of your guests the first time that I became aware of the love and brief podcast is my ex-partner and his now wife were featured guests and I was like oh hey <laughs> <laughs> um, fortunately everyone still talks to me that I know of I haven't burnt any bridges knock on wood knock on baby crib um, but that's something to be aware of the longer you're in the community it's hard to be cognizant of the emotional decisions you're making, you know, when you're a nascent human and you're just like mating and dating for the first time, but you will see them over and over and over and over again if they are out and about in the community. So that's a little weird where in vanilla world, if you broke up with your college boyfriend, you'll only be vaguely aware of them if you want to social media stalk them, as opposed to maybe twice a year, you're going to run into them at an event. Mm. Um, so that's a little bit of baggage. Um, I would say with age comes a, a lack of flexibility, uh, not only physically, but you know, I, I mentioned I have small humans, so I don't have 
the baby girl will travel maybe that I did in my early 20s to say like, oh, you need me to move to Australia? Awesome. Let me pack up my bag. I'm going to go. Like, I can't do that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to underscore, you know, as these events grow and as the community grows, don't be an asshole. Just words to live by no matter what. And then, um, yeah, you, you probably don't have as much time, effort and energy. And I would underscore as well, as you become more of a grown up, you probably have more to lose, you know, from the the life that you've built professionally, the life that you've built with family. Um, so there may be more concerns that maybe you didn't have when you were in your teens um, of age, yeah, or early 20s as a college student that you weren't quite established yet, that you didn't worry about maybe as much that you do when you're older. I can absolutely underscore that experience. Like when I entered the community age 30, my current career at the time was about five years old. And I was willing to take some chances with that five-year-old career. And I was, I didn't, um, you know, I didn't have some of the other investments. Uh, I mean, personal social investments, et cetera, that I have now. And I happened to undertake my engagement with the community during what I called my year of yes. I had just been divorced and I was like, I'm just going to say yes to every invitation that comes along that isn't uh, technically illegal or going to uh, ruin my life. And I did a lot of things I wouldn't probably do today because your level of risk does change over time. I think that's very real. I can absolutely attest to that being yeah. true. I did things in my 20s and baby Misty, you made an, an excellent point in the last podcast that um, though I talk about myself as being a reckless young woman, there are many people, um, many of whom are our friends who are in their early 20s and are just mind-blowingly with it and they yeah. know what they're doing. I was not that you girl. You were not that person. I was... I like ran off to Europe by myself and just like tried things. And I look back at some of it now and I'm like, Oh my God, I could have been. Killed. How did you not die? Yeah. Like, how are you alive? Like I'm very grateful to be here because for all intents and purposes, as, as little as I was treated, I was not wholly underestimated. I was very green. Mm. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and those aren't risks you would take today, which means oh, those no, are absolutely not. Nor well, would I let our kiddo take that. But on the downside, that means those aren't experiences you would have today. You're right. I think maybe I would take them. I'm just thinking through it out loud. You better not. I would have. We taken got shit them. to do. Yeah, I mean, cut the grass. <laughs> um, I think maybe I would have, but now I I think I I'm just grateful for the people who were watching out for me because yeah. there's there there were chances that were taken on my part. And that is a, that is a beautiful period of life. I mean, yeah. that's a that's a thing that if you do eventually, you know, make other choices and you invest in certain communities and places and jobs, you do eventually stop or at least curtail some of that. Hmm. Okay, I sort of thought of one. <laughs> All right, throw it you, at you, us. You have a sort of downside. Yeah, yeah. I've been to uh, Fat Fest. I've been to conventions. I've been to munches. So I've been to a bunch of these different things. And I try to think back to what the first one was and what was that feeling of excitement because I was headed somewhere to do something I had never done before. And it was actually FetFest. And uh, it's not to say when I go and do something now that the excitement isn't there. It's just that I've done that before. Mm. So th there isn't that brand new I sort of know what to expect. I sort of don't know what to ex expect. And because of that, there's like an excitement yeah. that's a little unending. 
I, I'm, I'm Maybe that's a that downside. Out. I don't no, know. No, I'll call that out. I don't think I've had the raw adrenaline rush slash fear slash, oh my God, what's going to happen next of those first meetups in quite a while. In that and year, I, in the year of yes, you mean? In the year of yes. But oh, I, wow. I think I've, I've replaced them with other feelings, but I don't think I've had those. And those are uh, remarkable. They are. So I would underscore if you want to be a super ager, because they've done a ton of research on this. Um, Part of it is genetic. Like either you are one of these genetic backgrounds that tends to be super ager, but if you want to cognitively stay with it, it is learning absolutely new things. If there's like a takeaway from this almost completely unrelated to like ABDL is if you want to continue to age well, put yourself in different contexts, learn something you haven't learned before. That is great advice. I think uh, one of the downsides of aging, speaking of which, is I feel um, as though as our community that we were young with ages, we all have, as Baby Misty said, these lives that are continuing to grow and change and our responsibilities are altering and we don't get together as much as we used to. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is a generation behind us, Gen Z, which is now starting to party and learn each other and get together. And they're doing what we did whenever they had all that crazy excitement. And it's hard because I have friends in that generation who were like, oh, we did this, we did this. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. I wish we could do that still with our friends. And so sometimes I do think the little green monster of envy gets at me and Mm. I wish that I could still have that free feeling thing, but it, it doesn't last because I, I do care. I, I mean, we made conscious choices to care about the things that are our priorities mm-hmm. now, but I do still feel that's, it every now and that's then. That's that tension I was referring to of every time you choose a focus, you're closing a door. Yeah. And that's a difficult tension because you don't get to go back through that door once you've made a choice. But man, I miss do, it too sometimes. I hear you. Do you know that Donald Justice poem that ever since college, ever since I was 18 and God knows what drew me to this poem, there's a poem by Donald Justice that starts minute 40 learn to close softly the doors of rooms they will not be coming back to mm. and i always i always think about that that's good yeah and youth means you have so many of those doors not taken right and mortality and awareness of being in your fourth decade is you just have less of those what are you going to do like if right. if you don't want to be salty if you don't want to be bitter if you don't want to be green-eyed monster like you can ride that tension ry of just like yeah but you know how many things i get to know um mm-hmm. that maybe i would not have and um, it's a tough tension, you know, as, as jealous as I am of them to a certain extent, you know, the history and the legacy and the understanding of how far we've come is something that, um, that is an upside of age. Yeah. That's and, really yeah. beautiful. Like, it makes me feel like I have a lot to learn about the way I'm handling this from you both because you have like, because I think you're right, Mistina. I, I don't think I've thought about it before, but I don't think I would want to start over all of the like crazy things that I've experienced at parties and stuff. It's been so like it shaped who we are. I I do think that there is something that um, cannot be recaptured from, let's say my twenties. And there are things in my twenties that I would have given everything to try and get that I now have in my forties. And both of those things can be true at the same time. And I think if uh, to take an example from baby Misty, I'm lucky enough to have friends who are in their early twenties in the community who keep me young and teach me things and show me 
music that I never would have had access to and, um, and all kinds of experiences that I never would have gotten. And if you happen to be one of those people in your early 20s listening to this podcast, I encourage you to find somebody who's older than you are and see if you can get a little bit of like that early access to some of the stuff you only figure out when you've been doing this for 15 years or 20 years. Also, we're still kind of fun. I'd like to think so. We're fun. Yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> it, it, it on on both and, and I only pick 20s and 40s. Look, let's fast forward in your 60s. There's going to be things in our 60s that we would have given our right arm for to, to, to understand or have or know right now. And then our 80s, there's going to be things that we could not possibly have understood in our 60s and vice versa. So I, I do think it's worth noting that it isn't a one-way valve of, oh, you only gain wisdom as you grow older and that's better. Like it is a constant interchange of how do I learn from the people who are younger than me? How do I learn from the people who are older than me? Are there struggles? Yes. Are there amazing parts? Yes. And my hope is that the interchange between ages becomes more fluid. I would offer up, and this isn't so much for, for definitions, but age itself doesn't necessarily lessen one's opportunities. There are other factors, and we've mentioned them. You've got jobs, you've got family, you've got, you've got other things. Uh, when younger, there is uh, quite a bit of desire to explore. And as Misty has stated, uh, to whatever extent, uh, exploration hopefully is something you continue to do. Uh, but along the way, you find the things that you like. And that sort of shows that uh, you're not just sort of coasting through life. You're, you're, you're making decisions. You're deciding, hey, you know what? This is a good thing. I enjoyed this. And suddenly you're doing a lot less because you're a little bit older. Maybe to an extent that's because you decided what it is that you liked along the way. I made a big promise at the last episode, at the end of the last episode, which was I wanted to talk about gender roles and aging and some of what's uh, incredibly difficult and uh, problematic to be a, a little bit euphemistic about it. When it comes to aging in the ABDL community, um, perceptions of gender and gender roles, which are, I'm referring to the social construct of gender roles, not the self-identified construct of gender, um, they play a big part in how we think about age. And I wonder if you guys uh, have any experience of that and how might you speak to it? So I'll jump in here. I won't put Sarah on the spot this time. Um, on FetLife, I had someone reach out to me maybe a year ago and they said, hey, I've always wanted to be with an older woman. And it was almost the physical equivalent of looking over my shoulder to be like, wait, who are you talking about? <laughs> um, to a certain extent, like I think about my mom who's in her 70s and she had said to me very saliently that when she walks by a mirror, there are moments where in her mind she is her 18 year old self and her reflection is a shock. But your self-perception doesn't really change that much as you age. Um, I know I'm still like basically 11, you know, even at work, like I laugh at the stupidest stuff. Um, so I would say the only thing that, um, that makes me aware is when other people look at the number that is on my FetLife profile and say like, oh, I don't want to contact a female who's like 40 plus. Or people can be really prescriptive in their own profiles, profiles and say, if I'm into age play or I'm into a DDLG dynamic, I don't want to talk to girls that are over 25. 
Um, and that's a reality. And that's just like, well, people have their preferences and I can't win somebody over. Like if somebody wants to be with a redhead and I'm not a redhead, it kind of is what it is. Um, so to that end, having once been the person under 25 that was with partners that were seeking someone that was in that age bucket, um, it hurts my feelings a little bit if I'm honest, cause it's like, Hey, you know, like I'm still really fun. Um, and I know some cool words cause of young friends that I know, but I mean, realistically, I can't argue with that. And I have to remind myself that that partner isn't the partner for me because if they're doing some kind of cutoff in search terms when they're looking for someone under 25 and I'm not going to make that cut, um, it's just a reality. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in that sense, it saves everybody a lot of time and trouble, right? Like if, if in search terms, but, but when there's actually an interaction where they're saying, ah, you know, it's not for me. I, you talked about like, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. And I'm just curious because honestly, like if, if I'm really confessing my privilege here and I am, um, I don't have that problem. And I think it's because of my gender and I think it's because of the gender roles that are assigned to my gender. So I, yeah, ne I, I never agree. have once been told I don't talk to daddies who are over 25. I'm sure it's the other way, though. I'm sure there is age discrimination. And I've heard this from my male friends to be like, oh, I'm 25. And when I was 25, to be like, hey, no little will talk to me because they laugh and scoff at like, yeah, you're a daddy. OK, you're 25. So it goes the right. other way, too. It does. Yeah. I guess I'm just because I, I got in the community at 30. I'm pure privilege from here on out because as soon as I got in, they were like, yeah, you're fine. And then I've never once had somebody say, maybe there's, you know, ruling me out on search terms. I'm not on the market, so it doesn't really matter. But like, I've never had somebody say, ew, you're too old to be a daddy. But I do think because of the way we conceptualize of gender roles, in, right. in, in, and I'm saying this at large, it's not true across the board, but gender roles in, in the ABDL, uh, DDLG and et cetera world, I think we tend to be kind of shitty to women who are over 30. Yeah. yeah, there's not much you can do. I mean, like I said, moisturize and wear sunblock. But to that end, I remember my the partner that I had the strongest connection with as my daddy, I think I was 31 at the time. And he's like, I almost didn't reach out to you because you were like right over the line. Um, but I feel like, well... To your point for search terms, like there's not much you can do about that. And all you can do is have an interaction with someone maybe that would enlighten them to say like, oh yeah, you know, like you're still a little girl or maybe your little is really little. You know, the, um, the organizing couple that we were talking about before this said to me once with my twin sister, who's I'm old enough to be her biological mom. Um, and, and that couple, the, the wife said to me, you know, Misty, you're the baby in the sister pair. Like, you know, your little sister is actually your big sister. You guys have it flipped, but anyone that has the self-awareness and you have to think if you're going to talk about exclusion, anyone you would build a bond with is going to look past that. So you can obsess. I mean, we can't change the definitions of society. We can't change perceptions of society. We can't change expectations, but you can just tell yourself, at least that's what I do, right? When I'm crying alone with my stuffed animal, no, um, is just, Hey, anyone that's going to love me is going to love me for who I am, no matter what. I, I, I'm so glad you're at that place with that because that I'm still right in the middle of that transition. And I recognize that I feel it at five as a, as an ABDL switch, as a, a, frankly, as a guy, I just, I recognize that I feel 1% of that experience because I recognize that I am so sitting on the end of privilege and kind of like the evil Ouroboros of this whole thing is that we have 
a, a gender construction in the ABDL world and in, in the community at large that says girls or people presenting feminine have to be young and small. Uh, we won't get into body size here, but and but if you are dominant, if you are male, if you're presenting as as a man, you have to. Be, it's okay to be older and and big, and the longer we do that, the more we reinforce that that's who you're actually attracted to. So when people say, "Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm just not attracted to older people. I'm not attracted to older women," what they're really saying is, "I too have been drinking the same water as everybody else, and I don't believe in older women as ABDLs." And that's not, that's not very, um, it doesn't, it makes you feel like you have an expiration date, which doesn't at all make it okay for you to explore and take your time because you're like, I gotta get this done. Like, right. And isn't, isn't that just a crock of shit? But isn't that, is that any different from opening up any media or magazine and looking at advertisements and look at the ages of people that are presented to sell products and advertising, they're going to be people under 25 years old, you know, like the wrinkle cream people are going to be like, but they don't have wrinkles. Like why are they worried? Um, but I do feel like until, and why would there be for pornography at this moment, um, how much, and, and if you think about Pornhub, actually the number one search is MILF, which makes me feel better. Cause yay, I fall into that category, <laughs> but like how many diaper girls do you see that aren't youthful, you know, that people are selling or, um, you know, um, creating media. So maybe we all need to age into it and say ABDL is kind of still young, quote unquote. And as some of these folks that create media, like as they age, let's see what they do. Let's see if they continue um, having live streams. Let's see if they continue having photo sets. You know, you need to have an exemplary, you know, person out there that's going to continue to be relevant um, and age into it. But people tend to disappear. We have people who are in our lives who are young, who are um, modeling in the community, and they are so positive about being any age, any orientation, any sort of way you present that my hope is that as they continue to be in porn, they will continue to hype that Mm. and it will become more normal and B, and this is just a little cheat code for right now. Uh, even though visual porn is not really representing people of all ages and all sizes, literature is killing it. So, Oh, good. I, uh, recently started listening to a lot of books about APDL and I always know that it's going to be something I don't, feel like something I feel like I can relate to if they're like, she had her first job, she was 29 or like she was 31 or she was divorced. She was 46. She was like, it's the date. They are all shapes, sizes, colors, orientations. And it's so much more inclusive in literature. I found mm. than it is any other way. And also if you don't like to read books, they're, they're on audible. Like they're there. <laughs> you can listen to them. You can listen to them. I, 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 I want to, chime in and say uh to road not taken thank you <laughs> oh yeah you're welcome <laughs> thank you i maybe it, it, it it's not really a downside to it but as i have uh gotten a bit older i have particular series of books that uh i keep adding another book to and another book to and another book to and the characters age and I think it was a year and a half ago. I don't know. Somewhat recently, I 
wrote book 11 in what, what I term as the signature series, and it was 10 years later for these two characters, and they both were in their 40s. And uh, very smartly, now they had a daughter who was 10, and very smartly I got rid of her in the first page of the book. <laughs> Wait, that, God, what happened to her? She went off with Grandma. That way oh, okay, she wasn't in the book the rest of the time. You, I was yeah. a little concerned Dodge about this bullet. little girl. <laughs> yeah. Child Protective Services literary version. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Killing all I, characters, page one is a little early. Right, because I was viewing it as something I had never tried before. I was like, it's great that, you know, these two people met at a mall and, uh, you, know, you know, so-and-so was fresh out of college and this is... And those are great stories and they were fun to write. But what about folks a little bit further down the road? Mm. Because, you know, folks who at one point in time were fresh out of college and whatnot, now they're further down the road and it is, in fact, writing a book about them or, mm-hmm. or at least a, mm-hmm. of that, that chunk of age. So I, I wanted to say thank you. <laughs> Yeah, As you welcome. were saying that, I was smiling. I was like, oh, good. Oh, that's so true. So it works. It well, one of, the, one of the things that I've noticed, and Zora, I think, speaks to your work, is that I, I think that written erotica is a harbinger of visual erotica, meaning that those who are not yet ready to pick up a camera and try something and put it on just for fans are willing to sit down behind the uh, screen name and write page after page of erotica. Now, whether or not it's great erotica or not is not the, the issue. The issue is that I think what I see done in written erotica tends to be sort of a, a sign of what's to come in mm-hmm. visual erotica. So if right now, if we're seeing a lot more erotica written that that has different ages and, and people who are in their 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s who are engaging in ABDL play, that gives me hope that it is going more mainstream. And as, as a guy who is so far from Gen Z, I have to like look up what memes mean. Um, I love Gen Z because they are doing some amazing work to say, look, if I'm going to be consistent with my statement that all people, wherever they are, have valid opinions and reasons and sexualities, they're applying that to age as well. Thank God for Gen Z. Thank God yeah. for Gen Z. <laughs> Yay, Gen They're Z. They're good. Yay, Yay Gen, Gen Z. Z. Thank you. <laughs> in, um, in unison. And then also just to say it can't be fetishized in and of itself. So if you. there is representation as a person of color, um, you know, it can't just be like, now there's this porn with this person of color in it. It's got to be incidental to just be not the highlight or the underscore of like, yeah, that's not the point. Who yeah, is this old person older, and now right. you can, you know, eroticize this person's age. It's like incidental to the fact that they are doing right. ABDL eroticism. And yeah, they happen to be maybe, you know, more miles on the odometer. Right. Thank you. And I do think like, uh, and I'm, I'll conclude with this, but I do think that um, there is a really uh, remarkably complex and delicate interweaving between what our culture tells us about things like age and what we're attracted to. And so if you're listening and you're like, dude, are you telling me that now I have to be into people over 40? Nope. Are you telling me I have to be into septuagenarians? Nope. I'm saying that with enough work over enough time, that issues like age won't be viewed as a discrete choice and that you'll be able to access all kinds of experiences without applying um, a whole lot of prejudice to age. That's my hope. 
I don't know about And if guys. any of us live long enough and we're fortunate enough and blessed enough to be able to enter 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, etc., we're all going to be there, guys. You know, the alternative is we don't make it. And given the option, I'd rather make it. Oh, look, 100%. if I could have shaken this fetish in my 15, 16, 17-year-old, I would have. By now, I would never give it up for anything. I'm going to be there at the 70-year-old party. So you just look for old R.Y., Hanging out at the seventy-year-old party, doing the best work of my life. I'll be pushing him around. I'll see you on the fucking dance floor. So, um, baby Misty and Zorro, this has been an absolute pleasure. I regret we only have this time together, but we're already two episodes in. Thank you guys for coming and talking about age and sharing your vulnerability when it comes to age and ABDL. Is there anything else we should add, RNT, before we close? I don't know. I think uh, should we tell them about where they can find us? Yes, almost. Sorry, I thought of one more thing. Oh. I recognize that everybody on here is under 45. And there are many amazing ages after 45. That's right. And that I don't mean to imply that 45 is the end of the age spectrum. That is all. If there there is more to come. We actually have another show, uh, an episode upcoming about folks who were sort of like charting those first trails in the ABDL community. So we're going to do that in a little bit. We're going to talk about mentoring, all kinds of stuff. So that's all. Go ahead, RNT. And if you're over 45 and you have something to add to this, please let us know. If we get enough comments and we have enough feedback and we feel like you guys have given us some wonderful f- things to think about, then yeah. we'll absolutely share it because we want to hear from all ages. Love it. We want to hear everybody. Uh, we're on Instagram, Resident Yes. We are on um, FetLife, Resident Yes, and Road Not Taken. Message Resident Yes. He's super, super fast at replying. And we also have a group That's on That's a Fet huge Life. promise. I am not. Go ahead. He's super fast at replying. Compared to you, yes. Five minutes, you guys. That's or the true. pizza's free. No, that's not true. Um, and we have a group on FetLife. It is uh, Love in Brief podcast. Uh, podcast. Also, by fast, I mean I never reply. Right. Compared to never, I am very fast. I just... Yes, he's fast. All right. That's, That's how you the... find us. Oh, also, we have an email address, loveandbrief at gmail.com. That's right. Send us your questions. We're still working through them. We're going to be working through them until the end of time because, as I said, I'm going to keep doing this well into mm-hmm. my 80s. And uh, we are so grateful for you, and we're especially grateful for our guest, Baby Misty, and for Zora. Thank you guys for joining us on this discussion Thank you so much. of aging. You are very welcome. Good night, guys. Everyone stay safe out there. Thank you. You too. <laughs> And this has been another edition of Love in Brief.